Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Dan Spastiano, joined, as always, by the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. Benny, how you doing, buddy? Dan, it's a great night. It's episode 69. It is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And it's also Cinco de Mayo Eve. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. we got some great stories. Um, Benny, you mentioned before we started, you have a, a special shout-out to the sponsor today because you're plugging a special event he's got coming up. Yes, sir. Well, let me give the the general uh, promotion. Dan and Benny in the Ring is brought to you by Boogie's Wrestling Camp, founded in 1992 by wrestling legend Jimmy Valiant and his beautiful wife, Angel. BWC is situated in beautiful, majestic Shawsville, Virginia. Whether you want to be a wrestler, manager, announcer, or valet, BWC is the place to be. At BWC, you'll receive the best possible training from Jimmy and his amazing staff. You'll learn holes, bumps, psychology, and promos. The cost is just $250 down and $20 per session. Boogie's Wrestling Camp has turned out 29 graduating classes, about to turn out number 30, which I will be a member of, honorary that is. Um, but the most notable alumnus is the AEW world champion, Hangman Adam Page. Uh, when you're a BWC, you're not just joining a wrestling school. You become a part of the BWC family. Interested? Visit jimmyvaliant.weebly.com for more information on Boogie's Wrestling Camp, BWC. The Ring of Dreams, where the dream becomes reality. Oh, and tell them Dan and Benny sent you. And one more thing. Um, well, I want to also thank Precious Valiant. She helps me uh, run Jimmy's BWC Facebook page. She tirelessly works and promotes Jimmy and the camp. So I wanted to say thank you to Precious for that. But I also want to let the uh, the listeners know that June 5th at BWC is the site of the, I believe it's the 22nd annual Valiant Cup. So Jimmy's students will be competing in a battle royal to determine the winner of the prize trophy. So be there on June the 5th, Sunday at noon, and be ready to quote the legendary Pedro Morales. Be ready for any kind of action. Vince. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, speaking of action, our uh, guest joining us today, he's seen a lot of it. He's got a lot of good time in the ring, a lot of good stories. He is a wrestler, motivational speaker. He's the host of the Leveling Up podcast and we're recording this on a Wednesday. As of just a few days ago, he is newly crowned one half of the VCW Tag Team Champions. Right. We are joined by Benjamin Banks. Ben, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. I am really excited. And I, you know, I let out a little chuckle because I'm on episode 69. And the little kid inside of me was just like, yo, I can't believe that I'm on episode 69. So Bill Clinton would be saying right now, I always like that one. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Dan, for the amazing intro. You know, usually on my podcast, your boy, he's doing the intros, but uh, it feels good to be introduced uh, by somebody, you know, because sometimes, uh, you know, it feels good to be appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and we appreciate having you. And as a longtime fan of VCW, I appreciate you giving me the time because uh, you're one of the best. So I love it. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. We get, st we get started right away with the uh, Benny and I. We always have kind of the same first question to everybody. And because uh, it's it's different. Everybody's got their own unique story to it. Uh, so it's kind of a two-parter. Do you have uh, a moment you can remember where you said, that's the moment that made me a wrestling fan? And then from that, what was the moment where you said, wrestling is what I'm going to do? Okay, so of course, you know, like every wrestling fan, it's like they start off watching wrestling when they're a child, uh, you know, for me, it was whenever I would go over to my babysitter's house and she would be watching Monday Night Raw and, you know, I would see Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, uh, Ted DiBiase, the Road Warriors. And, of course, being a kid, I loved that stuff. But then, you know, Power Rangers came along and Dragon <laughs> Ball Z and anime and all this other stuff. And, you know, I kind of grew out of wrestling, but I was still a child. And it wasn't until the late 90s where, because uh, my cousins, like, they really, really, really loved wrestling. And, like, they would talk about it all the time. And, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, there's no Dragon Ball Z or anything like that. And uh, I was watching it, and The Rock was in the ring. And, you know, he was cutting a promo, and, you know, he was kicking everybody's ass. And I was just like, yo, 
it's like, who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? And after that, I got back into watching wrestling and, uh, you know, just seeing like all of the amazing wrestlers at the time, Triple H, Mankind, Mick Foley. Uh, he wasn't Dude Love anymore at this point, but yeah, definitely Mankind and Mick Foley. And then he went back to Cactus Jack, you know, the feud that uh, him and Triple H had and, you know, going into WrestleMania 2000 where you had the four McMahons and all that stuff. And uh, I want to say I was in high school and I was a freshman and, you know, everybody in high school, they're like, okay, this is what I want to do after I graduate and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, I want to go to the WWE. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, it was just funny back at that time because everybody was just like, oh, you want to be a wrestler? You know, that stuff is fake. You're not going to make it. Like, uh, what type of outfit are you going to wear? Because it's like those guys, they wear tight clothes and everything. Like, everybody was against me, you know, wanting to do what I dreamed of doing, which was becoming a professional wrestler. And, uh, you know, I never I never gave up that dream. And that's something that I always talk about. It's just like if you have a dream and it's something you want to do, you should always go after it. You know, I going to, you know, me doing stand-up comedy, you know, me becoming a professional wrestler, and, uh, you know, right now taking the steps to try and get into voice acting. It's like everything that I've had on my bucket list of things that I've wanted to do, I've done it, you know? So it's just like to anybody that's listening right now, you know, if you have a dream and it's something that you want to do, don't ever let anybody try to deter you from doing what you want to do in life because you only have one life to live and you should do everything that you want to do in that life. I hope Absolutely. that I answered the question. Cause it's like, I, I can, I can snowball and I can ramble on and turn this into a three hour episode. No, that that's, that's perfect. And, and like I said, everybody has their own and that's why it's always the first question. Cause everybody has their own story and it's kind of what makes wrestling such a unique business because each person is there for a different reason. It's not, Hollywood or, or some of these other, you know, jobs where a hundred people might've all gotten into it because of X, Y, and Z it's everybody's got their own path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I 100% agree with you on that. So Ben Brooklyn shoot or work. Are you really from Brooklyn? Uh, no, I'm not from Brooklyn. Uh, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. And, uh, the reason why I chose New York, New York is because my grandfather is from New York and, I remember when I first started in the business, uh, I would come out to the ring and, you know, of course it was Norfolk, Virginia. And somebody had told me, they was just like, you know, with you being an indie wrestler, it's just like, you should want to come from somewhere that's different from where you're from. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, okay, well, my grandfather, he's from New York. So that's where I'm going to be from. I'm going to be from New York, New York. And it's funny because, um, I was wrestling in Delaware one day and, you know, of course it's like, I'm from New York, New York. And then the guy who his name, and I say that this is my cousin, um, this is bad, bad banks. <laughs> and, uh, it's just funny because he's from Virginia beach, Virginia. And I'm just like, you know, he doesn't live in, he doesn't live in Virginia beach, Virginia. And it's, it's just funny. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not from New York. But I do have family up there, and I just visited New York a couple weeks ago, So, and it was a fun time. So I can't ask you the follow-up question if you're a Yankee or a Mets fan then. No, no, no. But when I did play baseball when I was younger, uh, minor league baseball, I played for the A's, and I really enjoyed playing for that team. And I feel like uh, when you're younger and you're playing like minor league or flag football or anything, I feel like the team that you're playing for – that's the team that you're going to root for when you're watching Absolutely. them on TV. So mm -hmm. it was just like, because what is it in baseball uh, for minor league? It's uh, it's, it's rookie. And then I can't remember the two that's well, like here. We have Florida State League, which would be the equivalent of a class A. Then you have double A, triple A, like the, the Norfolk uh, Tides or triple yeah. A. So they're one step below. And, you know, then the major leagues. Right. Okay. Oh, well, then I don't even think it was minor leagues. It was. It was the baseball that you play, like, when your grandparents signed you up for. And I'm mad I oh, can't Oh, you, you mean, like, a Pop Warner or? Yeah, something like, like yeah. Like, Coat League or something like right. that. Yeah, okay. yeah, where it's just, like, they have different classes. Like, they have the ones for the kids. Then they have the ones for, uh, you know, the, the young teenagers. Then the older teenagers. Then they have the class for the adults. And uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that. I, I don't know what type of league that was called, but. I just know when I was younger, you know, I played for the Rockies when 
uh, I first started, and then oh, when wow. I got older, I started playing for the A's. But um, but yeah, no, I really need to get back into baseball because I I really loved it when I was a kid. Man. What position did you play? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I played. They kept me in the outfield, so it rotated between center, left, and right. Okay. But but when I was out there, I enjoyed being in uh, in left field for some odd reason. I don't know why. That's where the action is, right? Right field's where you put your good hitters because they they're not going to get as much uh, running around. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You look at some of your perennial powerhouses, your Frank Thomas, Jim Tomey, and guys like that. You know, towards they 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 went right field. Left field was where your where your skill was. No yeah. offense to my right field friends, but left field's <laughs> where you put your skill players. I, I always felt like if you were in center field, man, it's just like that's where all the action was too. And it's and I feel like it's like if you did not catch that ball when you were in center field, I, well, if you didn't catch the ball in any field, uh, you know, you were gonna get chewed out, especially uh, if you weren't that good. And, uh, luckily, your boy was good. I love playing baseball. Uh, it's it's definitely something that I would love to you know get back into one day. Oh yeah, well, and and Benny, I mean, we we always seem to somehow manage to talk about baseball on the show. I mean, you look at, at Willie Mays, Ken Griffey, some of the best, some of the guys who are argued to be the best players of all time were all center fielders. Mm-hmm. So. But um, kind of transition a bit. You, you mentioned your, your, did I hear you right? You said your first match ever was here in Virginia. Yes. Well, can you kind of put us into that? Cause you, you talked about what your goal was and, and how did you, when you got into it, like where did you train and, and kind of tell us a story about how you actually stepped in the ring for the first time. Um, so I trained at a promotion. It's no longer here in the area, but it was a SPW Southside pro wrestling. And uh, I found out about this, this school because I knew about VCW when I was in high school, but their training school was, and uh, it was in like Hampton Newport news area. And my mom, she wasn't driving me across the water. And I didn't have, like, most of my friends didn't have cars. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, it's like there was no way for me to get over there. But when I was older, I found out about SPW because of somebody that I was dating at the time. And she told me that there was this wrestling school out Virginia Beach. And uh, at the time, like, I had a really, really, really bad car, which wasn't going to make it all the way out Virginia Beach. But then once I got a new job, I got me a new car. And I was just like, oh, okay. It's like, I think I'm ready. And I went to one of their shows at um, the Norfolk Scope. It was Uprising. I can't remember what number it was, but the main event was Dustman Mark Anthony versus Rikishi. And, you know, of course, growing up watching the Attitude Era, I was just like, man, you know, I love Rikishi. You know, me, my little brother, and my little cousin – we would always do the two cool stuff. And of course, you know, cause I was the big man, I was Rikishi and all that. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I saw that match and I had such a fun time. And uh, the first match on that card, and it's funny, uh, it was Brandon Scott versus Shorty Smalls. And I remember like after the show, uh, Brandon, Brandon Scott, he was, he was just sitting in the, uh, like in the area, like where the chairs were and whatnot. And I went up to him and I talked to him. And uh, he had told me, he was just like, yeah, man, uh, you know, if you really want to be a wrestler, you know, you should check out SPW. You know, they have the school and all this other stuff. And then he also invited me to come to the VCW show, which was the following week. Yeah, the following weekend. And I went to that show and the main event was Diamond Victor Griff versus Paul London. This was before the ladder match that they had at uh, the Liberty Lottery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had already saw Griff at the match at Uprising. And I was just like, man, like this dude, he's amazing in the ring. And then to be at the VCW show and then see him wrestle in the ring. And I'm just like, man, like he's really wrestling Paul London. It's just like he just killed it last weekend. Now he's killing it this weekend. And, you know, and, you know, now me and Diamond Victor Griff, we're a tag team. And we've been teaming together now for years. And, you know, it's it's crazy how... I was just sitting in the audience watching him. And then, you know, years later, it's like we became the Golden Pinky Society. But um, going back to, you know, how I got into, you know, training and whatnot, I saw that match with Diamond Victor Griff. And then I had saw Brandon again that night. And I told him, I was just like, you know what, man, I'm ready to become a professional wrestler. And then I went to SPW that week. And, you know, taking those back bumps, it's like they they felt easy at first. But then... 
it was like the next day I was in a lot of pain and I was just like, man, this sucks, but I'm going to keep <laughs> going back. And, you know, I just kept on going back and um, eventually I, I had my first match and the first match I was really nervous. You know, I was, you know, just thinking about like all of the people who I, I had grew up watching on TV and whatnot. And I was just like, man, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to kill it. And the match, it sucked. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I feel like everybody's first match, uh, you know, it's hit or miss. But I feel like you have to, you know, at least get out there and try. And, you know, if you do good, then, you know, pinky's up for you. But if you do bad, you have to sit there and you have to reflect on, you know, what did you do out there that was wrong? And uh, what can I do next time to improve on that? And I feel like that's something that I did when I first started in the business. Like, whenever I would have a bad match, I knew that I could have did something better or I knew that, well, maybe I should have did this instead of that. And like, that's how I kept getting better because it's just like, I'd never stop feeling like, all right, that was a good match. Even if I have a really good match, cause I just had a match on a, you know, at Saturday at VCW and it was just like, it felt like it was a good match, but like, there's still a part of me inside my brain. that's just like, uh, you know, maybe I could have did this. I could have did that, but everybody, you know, in the back or, People who watch the match, it's like, no, it was a really good match. It was a really good match. But I feel like you have to always be your biggest critic when it comes to, you know, whatever it is that you're doing in life, you know, with the podcast, with wrestling, if you're doing comedy, voice acting, uh, even your artwork, you know, music, mm -hmm. anything that you do in life, you have to be your biggest critic. You can never think that everything is perfect because I feel like when you think that you did everything right, then that's when you stop trying to uh you know hone and perfect your craft but yeah uh that first match i sucked um i remember i came out to the ring you know they were calling me mark henry viscera <laughs> big daddy v and i was just like those two guys are the same guys and like they was just calling me like all the big black wrestlers that had ever been in the business and you know i I've always been charismatic. I've always been able to talk just like how I'm rambling on right now. But with that being my first match, it's like I was nervous and I didn't know what to do out there. And, you know, I had, had my second match and it was the same thing. Like, that was the thing that my teacher kept telling me. It was just like, you can't just walk out there and not say anything at all. You got to say something. It's just like, these people are saying all this stuff about you and, you know, all you're doing is just mean mugging them. And, I was just like, okay. So then my third match, it was against um, a wrestler named Big Boy Cross, who was in a tag team called Army of Two. And he was one of the reasons that I really wanted to get into the ring because, you know, back then I was way bigger than uh, than I am now. You know, I've lost over 200. I used to be 456 pounds. I lost over 200 pounds. But wow. Um, Back then, I saw him in the ring, and I was just like, man, if this big guy can get in the ring and, you know, do what, what he's doing, then, you know, I should have the courage to get in the ring and do this as well. And, you know, he was the third match that I ever had in my wrestling career. And I remember I was just like, okay, I need to go out there. It's just like I need to turn it up to, you know, 11. I got to go above 10. I got to go to 11. And it's time to be the Benjamin Banks that you need to be. And I went out there and like I was just talking so much crap and you know I, I felt really good and then the match was really good for for my third match and um, it was just like after that I was just like yo this is how I need to be every time I come out to the ring it's just like I can't be you know the Benjamin Banks that's just sitting at home that's the nerd I have to be Benjamin Banks and at the time I was I was a heel I was the bad guy I was just like I have to be Benjamin Banks I have to be I have to be the person that you know, I hated growing up. I had to be the, the guys that bullied me. I have to be the person that makes other people feel bad about themselves without joking them. Because it's just like, you know, being a heel, you should never attack, you know, somebody for how they look or something like that. But, uh, you know, just going out there and doing your job so that way that they'll boo you and, and hate you for the things that you're saying. And after that, Benjamin Banks was born. So, yeah, sorry for the long story, but that's what no. your boy does. Absolutely. No, that that's that's great. And you ain't got to apologize for long stories. Uh, I mean, Benny and I have had episodes where between the two of us, we've gotten five minutes of airtime. So you, you ain't got to sweat it. Ben, well, first of all, I really love what you just said about, you know, 
being your own worst critic because to me i'm the same way whatever i do what however well i think i did i always can find one way i can make it a little bit better i think that's how you grow as a person and as a performer and whatever you know whatever you're performing so i really i really loved hearing that number one um but as far as your entry into wrestling you said there were there were a lot of naysayers was there any one person who was very encouraging uh Yes, there was one person, and you know she would, she would whoop my ass if I didn't say you know who she was. But that would be my mom. Uh, you know she was always supportive of you know whatever it was that I wanted to do in my life. I mean, you know, same thing with my my younger brother. You know, anything that we set out to do, she was always there. She was always supportive. Um, when she was still living here in the country. She came to every single show that I wrestled on. Uh, when I did stand-up comedy, she came to you know every event that she could come to when I was doing it. And uh, I'm sure if uh, this voice acting thing goes well, and I'm on an anime or a cartoon or something, like she'll she'll have it. I was gonna say VHS. <laughs> she'll have it. She'll have whatever it is that she can watch it on. But you know, she was always my biggest supporter. You know, I've always been. Um, somebody that loves telling stories and just talking a lot. I used to get in trouble when I was in elementary school for just running my mouth a lot and, you know, just always telling these stories. And I remember she had bought me a tape recorder and she was just like, you just need to record every story that you have. So that way you could turn it into a book one day. And it's crazy because she got me that tape recorder and like, I never used it to record any of the stories that I had. I used it to record uh, the songs that would play on the radio. You know, we used to do that back in the day because you couldn't download music. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Always yeah, kept she, the blank tape in the radio. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, you know, when we got the cell phones, then you would uh, you would record your, your voicemail. You would record it, whatever your favorite song was, and then after that, like, the voicemail would play. You kids don't know about that stuff. Y'all have it good nowadays. <laughs> but, exactly. uh, but, yeah, she was my biggest supporter. She still is. Um you know, she lives out of the country right now, but it's just like whenever I post pictures or videos of my matches, she always shares it. You know, she tells her friends and all that stuff. So, yeah, she's my biggest supporter. That's awesome. Let me ask you something. You mentioned uh, your your in-ring transition, uh, but you also touched on, obviously, the I, may, I mentioned her at the top of the uh, program, your motivational speaking. One of the, the points that you touch on is, is your weight loss, which is incredible. And I commend you for that. Thank um, you. And, and I'm curious if, if you don't mind me asking, was that kind of a, a decision that went with getting in shape for wrestling or is there for lack of a better term, is there another story behind that? Cause that's, Oh, sure. Hey, I got the stories, man. Um, so when I first started in the wrestling business, cause you know, growing up, I used to see these big guys on TV, uh, Mark Henry, Viscera, Big Show, Rikishi. Like, those guys were guys that I watched growing up. And I had been big all my life. So when I started wrestling, I was just like, yo, I want to be the best big man in professional wrestling. It's like, I want my name to be on that list of, like, all the guys that I had just mentioned. And that's like, the older that I was getting... You know, I wasn't working out. You know, I was eating all the time and I was just getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, a part of, you know, me and my brain was like, all right, well, you want to be the best big man. So you got to keep on putting on weight and you got to keep going out there and doing your thing because it's like you can move pretty fast in the ring, which is something that everybody's always complimented me on. Uh, like whenever I go to a seminar or something, there's just like, oh, you, you, you move pretty fast for a big man. I, I just did a Jay Lethal seminar and. And I, he had saw me move around. He's just like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And that's something that, you know, about myself is that I always love to prove to people what I can do because, you know, as soon as they see me do something, they're just like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And it's just like, yeah, nobody ever does. But anyway, um, you know, I, I had got to a point where I had a match with, um, it was me and Billy Gunn against uh, Brandon Scott and Kevin Thorne. And in the match, the second rope had broke. And, you know, I thought that the second rope had broke when I had got thrown out of the ring was because of my weight. But, you know, I was told that it had broke earlier in the night, but it still didn't make me feel good because I was just like, dang, man, like, 
am I that big where it's just like I broke the rope and you know then I started seeing myself in pictures and, and whatnot and I was just like okay I want to start making a change and you know I, I want to say this man and you know he'll get mad I don't care but I love my tag partner because you know, he, you know, me and Griff, we've been friends for a long time, even before we had became the Golden Pinky Society. And, you know, he was always saying, oh, you need to come work out at the gym. You need to, you know, get in better shape and all this other stuff. And I used to always be like, I'll do it whenever I feel like it. And every day he would always ask me to come. And it was like after that match and seeing those pictures, I had finally hit him up. I was just like, hey, can I come to the gym with you? And I went to the gym with him and I was one of those people because you hear this a lot about people who want to, you know, go to the gym and lose weight. I want to work out with somebody. You know, I don't want to go up there by myself. I don't know what I'm doing. And um, I was working out with him and I was working out with another professional wrestler, a good friend of mine, uh, Mad Max Morrison. And the thing is, is that whenever they couldn't come to the gym, you know, I didn't go to the gym. And it just got to the point where I was just like, look, Banks, if you really want to lose weight, you have to do it on your own because if you don't, then you're going to die. And, you know, just like how I had mentioned some of those bigger guys, you know, seeing, uh, you know, like Yokozuna, Yokozuna, he passed away and his, 34. I would say it was his, yeah, he was young. And then the same thing that happened with, uh, you know, Viscera, King Mabel, Big Daddy V, same guy. Just, I just wanted to say their names because it's, uh, you know, three characters I grew up watching, but they, they passed away pretty young. And I was just like, man, you know, I don't want to, you know, pass away at a young age just because I want to be the the best big man in professional wrestling. So, you know, I took life by the balls and I was just like, let's do this, man. And, you know, I just went to the gym every day. I tried everything. I experimented with every machine in there and I failed a lot of times and I got things right a lot of times. And, uh, you know, I just kept on going. Days when I didn't feel like going, I kept going. And I just kept on, you know, slimming down. I started noticing myself in pictures, you know. I feel like people will tell you that you're losing weight, but it's not the same until, like, you finally start seeing, like, dang, like, I'm really losing weight. I, I had went on a date with this girl, and, and I had put on one of my shirts, and I was just like, yo, like, this shirt feels like a, a bed sheet that I got on. And I felt embarrassed when I was on the date with her. And she was just like, oh, no, there's nothing that you should feel embarrassed for. You know, you've been doing your thing in the gym and everything. You just need to buy some new clothes and, you know, uh, the rest is history. And, you know, this is uh, who you see. I mean, like, y'all can't see we're on video right now, but, uh, you know, this is the man that you see before you today. Well, let me ask you then, since obviously that's, you know, really kind of an emotional uh, high story. Do you have any advice for somebody who might be in that same situation where they're saying, you know, there's nothing, I, I tried everything. There's nothing I can do. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, you literally lost a person. Right? Yeah. And um, I, I tell everybody all the time, uh, stay consistent. If you stay consistent, uh, even if you can't go to the gym, because like one of my really good friends, uh, Lady On, that's what I call her. Uh, you know, she couldn't go to the gym because she works all the time. And I was just like, well, you can always walk around the neighborhood. You can do push-ups. And, you know, she told me she sucked at doing push-ups, but she tried them and she kept attempting. And I remember when she first started doing them, she couldn't do, she wanted to do 20 push-ups and like she could only do 12. But then it was just like, you know, every day, like she kept doing more and, then she finally got to the point where she could do 50 straight. So it was all about just staying consistent. So as long as you can, you know, figure out what works best for you and stay consistent with that, because it doesn't it doesn't cost anything to go for a walk around the neighborhood. You do a 45 minute walk and like you'll notice the difference. You know, it may take longer to lose the weight, but you'll start seeing a change. And if you do go to the gym, uh, you know, it's the same thing. Stay consistent do uh lower use lower weights i'm sorry yeah i was getting uh jumbled up in the words but uh you know use lower weights like don't try to do anything just because you can like even if you can lift 300 pounds like you're not going to get anything out of being able to lift 300 pounds just because you can do it it's like it's all about having the right form and it's all about making sure that you're safe when you're up in there doing whatever it is that you're trying to do. Because like I said, I've seen guys lift heavy and then 
they end up hurting themselves. And it was just like, what did it cost you? Everything, like your boy Thanos. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, definitely stay consistent. Um, you know, go as much as you can. You know, get those rest days if you can. Um, if you can't go, and if you do go, and like you're just like, man, my body's really tired. Just do low weights. You know, because it's like as long as you're doing something, that's all that matters. Then backtrack a little bit. When did you make your wrestling debut? And when when did you make your uh, debut for VCW? Uh, I made my wrestling debut. It was October of 2012. So, yeah, I'm coming up on uh, 10 years. years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. October 2012. Uh, yeah. 2012 is when I made my debut for SPW. For VCW, it was... It was at the 2014 Liberty Lottery. I believe, yeah, the 2014, yeah. And I remember my name wasn't Benjamin Banks there. It was, it was Andre Jackson at first. And, uh, you know, because um, I just wanted to, I felt like I was going to be in a new company. And I was just like, uh, I don't want to be, you know, Benjamin Banks. So I'll be Andre Jackson. And how I came up with that name is I combined mm-hmm. the names of, my favorite artist, which was Andre 3000 from Outkast, and then and Samuel Jackson. You know, everybody knows who Samuel Jackson is. Hey, and it's it's made a fourth be with you, and you know he was your boy uh, Mace Windu and Star Wars, the prequels, episodes one through three. And I really hope that you know the rumors that we've been hearing over the years is that he somehow survived, because that would be cool if they brought him back to the Star Wars universe. But um. Yeah, it was it was 2014 at the Liberty Lottery. That's when I made my debut at VCW. Nice. Speaking of uh, t- t- VCW, obviously, I mean, you know, you have a lot of history there. I, I mentioned the the tag titles. You you talked about your your progression through your how to word this properly. You have a, a kind of how without maybe revealing any any secrets of of the uh uh dealings because i know you always had the the money you know i I remember the um the the chain with the dollar signs and and the big money and all um the the kind of paint that picture for us transitioning from from heel big money to the beloved tag team that you have now uh i mean you know just the whole transition uh, you know, I've always loved being the bad guy. Um, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, the, watching The Rock growing up, and he was the guy that ran his mouth and, you know, did everything that a good heel would do. But it was just like the fans, they loved him so much and whatnot. And, you know, it's like I love The Rock, but it's just like I didn't want to be a heel where people cheered for me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, uh, Growing up, and this is funny, I, like I really loved the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. I don't yeah. know what it was about him, but you know, I just loved the laugh. I loved the character, and you know, the whole thing where it's just like he would make somebody, you know, bounce a ball for a hundred times, and you get this money, or do these push-ups, and you know, he had Virgil there with him and whatnot. And I was just like, you know, if I'm going to be a heel, that's the type of heel that I want to be. But, uh, you know, making that transition to a face, I feel like uh, the time the time where everything was going and, you know, I was with that loser, Jerry Stephanesis, um, <laughs> it's just like, you know, I had to cut some dead weight. And, you know, he wasn't part of the problem, too, when it came to, you know, me being big, because whenever we would hang out, you know, he was always taking me out to eat and stuff like that. And I mean, hey, he was taking me to some good places. I know he still owes people uh, pizza and whatnot. And <laughs> I feel like I feel like people are never going to get that pizza. You know, I, I don't know. But yeah, when I was hanging out with him, we were always go out to eat and whatnot. And I feel like uh, having Griff, I, it's like Jerry was the devil on the shoulder and Griff was the angel on the shoulder. It's just the 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 good that was coming from Griff was what was pulling me, you know, I guess to the to the light. I was leaving the dark side. I'm using Star Wars references now, which is cool. Um, and then, you know, Griff, he pulled me to the light and, you know, the rest is history. 
I remember when I won the, the Liberty Lottery that year, uh, the first person that was backstage, when I walked backstage, it was Gruff. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, it was it was a feel-good moment, you know? VCW is such an excellent promotion, and they've had more than their share of legends, you know, coming through the uh, the promotion. Who have you really enjoyed working with during your stay there? Uh, I mean, you know, I got to say, man, you know, the little kid and me getting the team up with Billy Gunn, it was a really awesome moment, man. Um, but my favorite moment, it would definitely have to be when uh, Ron Simmons was there. Was that and, the Lux uh, Cup? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was the last Lutz Cup. No, no, that, no, it wasn't the last Lutz Cup because uh, they had one more Lutz Cup, which was the year after that. But yeah, it was the Lutz Cup where uh, I made it to the finals and uh, I wrestled Gino, which I probably had to say like that was one of my favorite matches at VCW. Um, because Gino, he's a phenomenal wrestler, and you know I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. And you know I'm hoping to see him go and do big things. You know with the path that he's on right now, like I'm, I'm sure that you'll see him in one of the major companies one day. But uh, earlier that night with Ron Simmons, I had had a match, and I was celebrating on stage, and uh, Livid the Clown, who I was feuding with at the time. He came up on stage behind us. You know, I wasn't paying attention. Jerry was standing next to me, and Jerry turns around, and then he gets pied in the face by Livid. And, you know, Jerry's on his knees. Like, his face is covered in pie and whatnot, and, you know, he can't see anything. And, like, he's just, he like, I'm trying to clean his face off, and he's down on his knees and whatnot. And, you know, all of a sudden, Ron Simmons walks out, and... And like, I look at him, I look at Jerry, I look at him, and I was just like, whoa, it's not what you think, man. It's not what you think. I know what it looks like, but it's not what you think. And, you know, he looks at the crowd, and he looks at me, he looks at Jerry, he looks at Livid, he looks at the crowd again, and then he looks at me and Jerry, and then he says those words. Damn! Damn. And I was like, ah! <laughs> it was just, it was a feel-good moment, man. I, wow. It, it, it was funny. It was definitely funny. That that probably had to be one of my uh, I I want to say I have favorite moments, but I got to have like top five moments at VCW now because I've just had so many cool moments there. But yeah, that one right there, working with him, like, really nice guy, and uh, also too. I mean, since we're here on the podcast and you know I'm talking about myself and whatnot, you know he's one of the reasons why I didn't stop wrestling. I had met him at a show. Uh, it was AML in North Carolina. And, you know, I, it was like, it was a bad year. 2016 was a really bad year for your boy, Benjamin Banks. And I was just not wanting to wrestle anymore. I didn't want to be in the business anymore. And I remember I had watched, it was a WWE special with uh, him and JBL. And, and JBL was interviewing him. And, you know, he was just talking about, you know, growing up and his story and, you know, how he got into wrestling and how he had all these brothers and sisters he had to take care of and whatnot. And that really touched me. And when I found out that he was going to be at the same show that I was at, uh, you know, before he left, I went and talked with him and he had gave me some really, really solid advice. And if it wasn't for him, I mean, you know, you guys wouldn't be interviewing me right now. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that, you know, he took the time to talk with me because, you know, sometimes... It's just like people, it's just like they're, you know, it's they're kind of like on airplane mode because they have so much going on when they're at a show and whatnot. It's just like they have so much stuff that they have to do. And, you know, I want to say me and him, we talked for at least about like a good 10 minutes. And, you know, then he went off and did what he needed to do. And when he came to VCW and we were working together and, you know, I always think it's cool when somebody remembers who you are and he remembered me and we were talking and whatnot and, you know, I want to see him again so that way he can see, like, how much weight that I've lost since, you know, the last time I saw him. Because he, a lot of people, when they see me now, like, they're just like, like there's no way that you're Benjamin Banks. Like, like what happened to you? Like, where did all the weight go? And, you know, I, I just tell people it's Photoshop, you know, when they see pictures <laughs> of me and whatnot. Like, <laughs> and one of the... Uh... One of the pictures on my autograph wall is the old, I mentioned the gold chain, the, the black tights. That was 
couple hundred pounds ago. And, and I always tell people it's incredible to watch the, the, but, and the in-ring transformation too. And I mean that as a compliment, like just the, the, like you said, being, being able to move for a big man. And then I, you know, I, I love the, the, the medium going from big money to medium money. I, I liked that, that nod, but the, the movement in the ring, like you just, you see that I'm curious because you mentioned uh, earlier the wrestling school that folded. Benny and I were talking uh, about a week ago about uh, Hampton Roads Championship Wrestling, which I think it was, I want to say, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. Yeah. That they, they stopped. VCW has been around for a long time. I remember watching the old, uh, very, uh, the I want to say, like four in the morning broadcasts they yeah. had when I was in the Navy. And, you know, obviously going to the shows all these years. They've been around for a long time, and you've been there a, a long time for for as far as as the, being a constant presence and being one of the bigger names they have. What is it about VCW that's made you stay around so long? Uh, I just feel like it's a good company to work at. You know, the people there, they've always done me right. When it's come to, um, you know, like doing stuff like, you know, me getting into comedy and whatnot. It's like, you know, I've always had like a really good support system there. And you know, just the overall presence of just being there. Like, the locker room is really good. You know, I feel like everybody wants to see each other grow. And, you know, like I had mentioned earlier about, you know, if, if maybe there was something that I could improve on in the ring, you know, you know, me being my biggest critic, it's always good when you have guys that have been wrestling for a long time, like, like your Genos or your Ken Dixons, who you know, take the time to watch your match and like, you need to work on this or you need to do this. You know, this is how you're going to make it to the next level and stuff like that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I enjoy working there. Um, you know, that's where me and Griff, I want to say like, that was the first place where we officially became the Golden Pinky Society at, you know, and uh, you know, just going to the first show there back in 2012 and uh, you know, just seeing like all of the guys that were there now, I mean, that were there then and who are there now, like, you know, Brandon Scott at the time, he was a rising star. And it's just like now, you know, he's one of the big names at VCW. It's, I, it's a lot of guys that were rising stars when I went to my first VCW show who are the guys that are carrying the company now, you know? I respect that. Actually, I mean, uh, um, that was something when we had George on last week, uh, George Pontus, and uh, he was taught he hyped up the main event and it didn't dawn on me until we were talking about it. But Brandon and Dirty Money were both former VCW champions. And you realize when you when you have Ken Dixon and Papa Don in the mix, that's a a, a plethora of VCW history in yeah. one match. And and I started thinking, I was like, yeah, you're going back to the old shows. And I remember you know, like you said, Brandon Scott and and Victor Griff and and some of the names that have come and gone, and in a good way, like you know, that they come back and they always, as they say, you know, you always find your Love way home again. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, it's you don't really see that as as big a fan of a lot of the indie promotions as I am. You don't really see people going out of their way to 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 come back or or staying around as long stretches as some of these guys have. And I guess that's a testament to the company. Yeah. Uh And to piggyback, because you just mentioned uh, Mr. P, a really nice guy, man. It's like, it's crazy. I remember when I went to my first VCW show, like after I had started wrestling and I had met uh, George and I had introduced myself and he was just like, oh, I've heard of you. And I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's just like, because it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm really a nobody. You know, I still consider myself a nobody, but. Um, you know, he said that to me and, you know, me and George, we became really good friends over the years and I had to match with him at, uh, at Hampton high school. That was his, uh, that was his retirement match. And it was against, uh, it was me and Jerry Stephanesis against him and living the clown. And, uh, yeah, George, he's a really good guy. Um, I appreciate everything that he's done for me, uh, whether it's been in my wrestling career or, you know, just in my personal life. You know, he's he's a really good friend, too. And, uh, you know, I love him. So I, I do. Hey, that's a pinky for you, George. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you talked about your 
transition when you you talked about stand up comedy and obviously you have the the podcast. How does how does that come about? Obviously, it was multiple dreams and, and people can can take different paths. But how does one go from the connections you have coming up to, you know, hey, uh, I know my buddy Benjamin here is a wrestler and he's doing and then it's like, oh, any he, he hosts a podcast where they talk about video games and interview voice actors and and uh, anime and all these other things like like kind of the, the leveling up. How did that how did that come about? So that's a great show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I always wanted to do a podcast, you know, growing up. I mean, even now, and I'm still a huge nerd. I mean, if you guys could see on video, you know, I got my collection of uh, pops and JoJo and My Hero Academia, all that stuff behind me. Uh, yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah, I see your stuff behind you too, man. And you got a nice collection. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when I was younger, like I was just like, I've always wanted to do movie reviews or video game reviews and stuff like that. And, you know, I just didn't know about how to get into that stuff. And, and uh, I, you know, I became friends with one of my really good friends, uh, Trav, who's my co-host on the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks podcast. And I met him in a Dragon Ball Z group. And what was crazy was um, when we met each other, I, I was just like, yeah, I can't wait to go see. I think it was uh, it was Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. And I said I was going to go see it at the theater. And he was just like, hold on, you live in Virginia? And I was just like, yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I live in Chesapeake. I was just like, oh, wow, I live in Norfolk. And we became, you know, best friends. And, uh, you know, he asked me one day, he was just like, hey, man, what do you think about starting a podcast? Because it's just like, I think that you have really good energy to, you know, interview people and whatnot. And I was just like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And, of course, when we first started, uh, you know, we were interviewing our friends or just doing reviews on movies and stuff like that. And but it was like year one for leveling up. It's just like I, it, I started just sliding in everybody's DMs. You know what I'm saying? Like actors and voice actors. And I always say this all the time. It's just like when you slide into the DMs, they either going to say yes, no, or they're not going to you know, answer at all. And, you know, some of the voice actors that I, I reached out to, it could have been like an anime that just came out or uh, an anime that I just watched, like um, Naruto Shippuden. I, I had started watching that and it had got to the part where there was this character named Killer B up there. And I was just like, yo, like this dude is awesome. And I looked up his voice actor and I slid in his DMs and he was like, yeah, let's do this. And I was just like, yo, did I really just... You know, slide in a voice actor's DMs, and he was just like, I want to come on. And, you know, after that, like, I just kept on sliding in people's DMs. And, uh, you know, we had Jason Marsden on, and I feel like uh, it was once we interviewed Kyle A. Bear and Bo Billingsley. Kyle A. Bear, he voiced Gohan on Dragon Ball Z, and uh, Bo Billingsley, who voiced Jet Black on Cowboy Bebop. It was just like, you know, people really started retweeting us on Twitter and whatnot. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, maybe, you know, voice actors is the route to go for us. And, you know, like, that's what we've been doing ever since is just interviewing voice actors. We still interview actors and, you know, occasionally we'll get a, a director or comic book artist up there or something. But, um, but yeah, it's it's been an incredible ride. We've been around for three years now. Uh, we added my, my other good friend who I grew up with, uh, Rebellious D., and we call ourselves Three Town, and we sing songs up there and all that stuff. And we always have a good time, just like how you guys have a good time whenever y'all interview people. It's, it's it's always a blast, man. Just, you know, bringing people on and hearing their stories and whatnot. Like, that's the reason why I love doing what I do when it comes to, you know, podcasting. And uh, with the pandemic and not being able to wrestle, like, we really just expanded on what we did. And I started interviewing cosplayers more and, you know, doing interviews for uh, my YouTube series, Who's That Cosplayer? Because I feel like there's so many cosplayers out there, but all you know about them is what you see online. And whether that be photos or videos, like you don't really know anything about them. So, you know, I give cosplayers a platform to come and talk and share with their followers who they are and whatnot. And because of that, I was able to network with, you know, people at different cons and stuff. And, you know, now we're getting brought into cons and interviewing people at cons and stuff. So it's been a real fun ride. I I was just at Fayetteville Comic Con and um, 
that one was awesome because it's like we were interviewing cosplayers there and then later on that night they had a a, a wrestling show there and i wrestled i wrestled uh, at the convention so uh, i thought that that was really awesome nice yeah a uh special shout out to my 501st friends darth vader's involvement in the uh highlight match. oh yeah 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 that that was dope man that was really cool Spe- speaking of which, uh, I want you to plug, because I'll be there as well, running my uh, Geek Trivia events, but you have a special Q&A coming up at Tidewater Comic Con here next week. Yes, that's true. Um, I'll be doing a Q&A with uh, AEW Tag Team Champion Jungle Boy, who is with the Jurassic Express, uh, him and Luchasaurus. But it's just going to be Jungle Boy, though, and I'm really excited to be doing that. Um, that's another thing where... You know, I, I want to say Tidewater Comic Con and me starting in the wrestling business started around the same time. And to see that they have me on their website, I'm just like, you know, that's something that I never would have expected seeing, you know, that it's just like a nerd like me is being featured on their website. And I'm doing a Q&A with uh, Jungle Boy. Like it's 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 a, a humbling feeling and it goes back to what I was saying about like, you know, whatever dreams or goals that you have in life, you should just always go for them because you never know where it's going to take you down the road. Absolutely. And I, I kind of want to agree with you on what you were talking about with the DMS because Benny and I have, have said that before is we've had guests on the show that it's, I mean, we're, and we started, it was, you know, two, two buddies with a couple of microphones and a laptop. And it's like, I'm about to reach out to Ivan Putsky and Dominic DiNucci and these, these hall of fame Jimmy legends, Valiant, Bill Dundee, yeah, right? Jimmy Valiant, Bill Dundee, like some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And it's like, Hey, superstar legend that probably gets a hundred interview requests a week. You want to come talk to us? Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like fun. Like, Oh, you know, you, that, that feeling of like, Holy, you know, sorry to yeah. curse but holy shit this guy wants to talk to us like that's awesome mm-hmm. no i i totally understand the feeling and it's just it's awesome being able to interview people who you grew up watching on tv or listening to on tv watching in movies and stuff like that and just to hear their stories because like i said everybody has an interesting story about them and i just feel like everybody you know, needs to share their stories with the world because it's just like, you know, you want your legacy to be out there. You want people to be able to, you know, hear things that you went through growing up, uh, you know, things that you went through when you were, you know, older in your life. I mean, you know, everybody has really cool stories and everybody should be able to share them. Ben, I'm really curious about this. It's, it's going to be a long-winded question, but I'm really curious as to what you think about the, 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 this. Um, I grew up in New York and watched. I started watching wrestling actually in 1968, but you know back then all there was was WWWF. And then in the mid-70s, we got cable, and I got CWF, which was uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida. A couple of years later, I got uh, WCCD, WCCW, uh, World Class, from uh, Texas, Eventually got AWA. So, like, uh, I had more wrestling. That I mean, I loved it. The more, the better. I mm. couldn't get enough of it because I was a huge fan. It seems nowadays that wrestling is very polarized with the two big promotions, WWE and AEW. It's almost like you have to choose a side. Where yeah. back then, I mean, I, I mean, if I got 10 hours of wrestling, I didn't care where it was from. Just keep, keep bringing it. But now it seems like you have to take a side. How, what do you think that is? Uh, I mean, I feel like that that's just been something that has, uh, you know, been a thing ever since the 90s. I feel, I mean, because you see that when it comes to anime, too, where, uh, you know, at anime, you had the big three in the early 2000s with Naruto, Bleach, and uh, One Piece. And it was just like, you had to either like one or the other. You couldn't like all three of them. I, I mean, I liked all three of them. I didn't care what anybody said, but... I mean, it's the same thing, you know, you had WWF, you had WCW, and it was either you like WCW or you like WWF, and then once WWF bought WCW and ECW, and then you didn't have anything around, and then, you know, TNA came around, it was just like, oh, it's either WWE or TNA, and I just never understood, like, why people needed to, you know, take sides on, you know, 
which promotion you need to be loyal to. I feel like at the end of the day, if like you just said, if you're getting wrestling, especially if you can get 10 hours of wrestling and, you know, with the way that it is now because of the indies, like there's just so much content out there. There's so many streaming networks where you can watch wrestling at. I feel like it's a win for everybody to just be able to go and choose what they want to choose and watch. Um, you know, something I always tell people, and I'll ask both of you guys this. Uh, have you guys ever ate Skittles before? Of course. Okay. Yes. All right, Dan, uh, what what color is your favorite? <laughs> um, well, I I hate to I hate to do this because I'm that guy, but I I'm ever since someone pointed out to me that all Skittles taste the same, I, I haven't had a favorite. Mm. But before you knew that, what what color was your favorite? Green when it was still lime. Changing it to apple was the worst thing they could have ever done. Okay, okay. And Benny, what about you? Red. Red, okay. And see, that's the thing. Both of you guys had two different colors that you chose from, two different flavors. And that's how wrestling is. You know what I'm saying? It's just like in a bag of Skittles, there are so many choices that you can choose from. And when it comes to wrestling, you have so many promotions that you can choose to watch that it's going to be your favorite. If you want to watch deathmatch stuff, there's a promotion out there for you to watch deathmatch stuff. If you want to watch, you know, WWE and, you know, be entertained by the storylines that they have going on there, you can watch that. If you want to watch AEW where it's just, you know, straight wrestling and action, you can watch that. And I feel like it's a win for everybody because there's just so much out here. And if there wasn't so much out there, and then wrestling just dried up and it died, then, you know, what would we have? You know, we wouldn't even be here right now, or we would be here right now just talking about, like, the good old days where wrestling was still around. I can't think of what movie that is where uh, everything just dried up and, like, people were just talking about, oh, like, this is how it used to be, and at the end of the movie, whatever it was came back. I feel like this every kid's movie from the 90s. <laughs> but right. uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I just feel like everybody should just be able to like whatever they like, and that should be it. It's just like it shouldn't be a war, WWE versus AEW, or you know, MLW, New Japan, and and it's always WWE and AEW. It's never, it's it's never like, uh, no, New Japan is the best, or you know, or uh, GCW is the best. It's like no, it's just always WWE, AEW. That's that's all it is. I don't know why people are like that. Just watch what you want to watch. Or, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with li with liking all of them. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, two, several of the uh, <clears throat> regulars and friends of the show. I mean, obviously, George, VCW, you, we've had Irvin on. Um, I got into podcasting because of Jeff. Uh, we've had Andrew Anderson, SWE, uh, Devotion out, out, in, out west in Utah with Tombstone Jesus. I mean, we just had... Buck Bresner on a couple weeks ago. He called out Tombstone. Uh, obviously, Benny mentioned the Metal Maniac, and and out when he was out in Hawaii, and and then in New Jersey doing all his Northeast wrestling with Jimmy Snuka. I mean, there's so much out there. YouTube, Fight TV. I mean, if you want to watch wrestling, it's there. I I don't get why it's. I'm only going to watch this one thing or else. When you're leaving so much more on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you, man. It's like, like you said, there's just so much content out there for you to watch. And it's like you never know just by, you know, going through social media land. There may be a wrestler that you see and it's just like, oh, well, where does this guy wrestle at? And it's just like, oh, now I'm going to watch this promotion. And because I watch this promotion, it's like, oh, where does this guy wrestle at? Where does that guy wrestle at? It's kind of like, uh, I was about to say The Nightmare on Elm Street, but The Nightmare Before Christmas where... Jack Skeleton, he went into the woods and he saw all the different holidays and whatnot. And, you know, what's this? What's that? Like, that's how wrestling is. It's like you should just be able to enjoy everything for what it is. And if you don't like something, that's fine, too. You know, if you don't like this product, you know, nobody's telling you, hey, you need to watch WWE. It's just like if you don't like it, then you don't have to watch it. And I feel like if people just had that mindset instead of crapping over something, they would be so much better when it comes to the things that they enjoy in life. Because it's like, for me, for example, it's like, I used to be a huge walking dead fan. And it's just like, I was just like, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm not going to sit there and keep watching it every week and 
hoping that it gets better. It's like, I'm just like, no, I'll just go watch something else. You know, that's an hour of my time that's not dedicated to that anymore. But now, you know, I can go binge it now because it's almost over and I can, you know, see if I want to stick around and finish watching it or if I just want to say, yeah, I'm good watching it again, you know? I can I can respect that. I, I guess I have to, as we get ready to wrap up here, I have to do a couple of the cliche questions. So, dream match, who, who are you in the ring with? Dream match, okay, now is this one-on-one or tag? You know what? I, I, I promoted you at the beginning um, as, as tag champ. Uh, what about what's a tag match for you? Okay, uh, tag match. Man, a dream match for me would be against the Dudley Boys. Like, that was my favorite tag team, uh, you know, coming up. It's just like, you know, just, I, you know, you had the Hardy Boys and you had Edge and Christian. And it was just something about the Dudley Boys, you know, to, you know, to get the table and, you know, the 3D and all that stuff. Like, I, I would love to be in the ring with those guys, man. I'm and still then- asking for forgiveness. Because I watched them put May Young through the table about a hundred times. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm, I'm surprised Mark Henry never, you know, came after them since uh, him and May Young they did have a hand, you know. Yeah, what I'm and, <laughs> and that hand did show up on Monday Night Raw. That's right. You know, that, that was the 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 twenty is it the twenty fifth anniversary? One of the yeah. anniversary shows. The, the hand the can hand get a driver's back. license now. It's old enough. <laughs> yeah, it was something. <laughs> it truth. was something like that. Yeah, you know what? I hope that uh, I hope that uh, uh, it no not it thing from um the Adams family. I hope that you know it had a daughter. So then that way that that hand and you know <laughs> things daughter. It's like they, isn't it? Yeah, they can be like one huge family, like uh, the Henrys, the Youngs, and the Adams family. Like that would be a weird, you know, it'd just be weird. <laughs> That's funny. Well, okay. Um, I, I guess sticking with the cliche, then is there any venue that you would absolutely you have to perform at? Bucket list. Uh, I would love to perform at Madison Square Garden. Um, WrestleMania 20 was the first WrestleMania that I had ever seen. And, uh, you know, I just, the whole atmosphere and like the whole look of Madison Square Garden, it just looked really, really dope. And when I had went to, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 29 that was in New New York, New Jersey, and they had the Hall of Fame at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, just being inside that place, I was just like, man, like this, this is amazing. You know, just... Just the whole overall vibe, like in the history that's been in that place. And when I had visited New York a couple of weeks ago and I had walked past Madison Square Garden, and I was like, man, I remember when I was here, like almost, yeah, almost 10 years ago. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So it was 10 years that I went to New York and then 10 years again. Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting how uh, life uh, is like a box of chocolates. You never know which one you're going to get. That's right. Well, Ben, I, I appreciate all your time as we wrap up. I guess I have to ask, because you, you talk about the podcast. You mentioned your your future plans with voice acting. And uh, George, when he was on, he hyped up the big show coming up in July, your, your uh, the Liberty Lottery. So I have to know, a uh, final question as we wrap up, what does the future hold for Benjamin Banks? Uh, the future for me... It's just like, I would really love to head over to Japan and wrestle over in Japan. Like, that's that's one of the things on my bucket list right now, is to go over there, not only to visit and, you know, look at all the cool anime and whatnot, but to wrestle in Japan and to take Diamond Victor Griff over there with me because, you know, he's been wrestling a lot longer than I have. And, you know, uh, eventually, all us wrestlers, man, we got to take that ride into the sunset, so... It's like, uh, you know, anything that I do in my career, it's like I want to have him along with me. And uh, that's that's the next thing for me is just taking him with me wherever I go and wrestling in Japan. I can respect that. Who is it, Benny, that said uh, father time jobs for no man? Good old JR. Yeah, mm-hmm. you go. That's true. That's true. I like that. Good old JR. Well, Ben, thank you again so much for all your time. Uh, leveling up is the podcast. Uh, all your, your got a lot of stuff on YouTube. You have any other social media you want to plug? 
Uh, all right. Yeah. I love this part of the interview. So, uh, yeah, you can find me at Hero Benjamin Banks at King Benji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Then you can follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks. That is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I have a YouTube you can subscribe to that. It is at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, where we have interviews, reviews, and reaction videos up there and all that good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I, again, I thank you so much for your time. You're you're the man, and thank I would love the chance me. to have you back on this one day, talk to you some more. For Benjamin Banks, the Leveling Up, and all the wonderful social media he just plugged for the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. I'm Dan Spastiano. Have a good night, everyone, and we will see you next time we're in the ring.